Hi, this is Mike Young, estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. And I'm going to show you how to obtain online the California healthcare form and how to fill it out. But I've got to take this off. Oh, I can't breathe. Nobody's here anyway. But before I proceed, hit the subscribe button below so that you'll get notice of future uh, YouTube videos that I prepare. Uh, these will be in the areas of estate planning, uh, asset protection, and elder law. You can suggest in the comment uh, box below other subjects in these areas you would like for me to talk about. Also, just to let you know, I put on Zoom workshops on advanced estate planning and elder law and asset protection on the second and third Thursdays. Of every month. So go to my website, walnutcreekelderlaw.com. Here it is. And you will find the page there where you can sign up for, uh, uh, for my webinars. So in California, uh, we have the California Healthcare Power of Attorney, which is called the California Advanced Healthcare Directive Form. And it is the healthcare power of attorney that all the healthcare providers in California want to see. They're used to seeing that one. It's connected to the uh, probate code section I'll show you uh, regarding powers. Uh, doctors and hospitals and clinics do not want to see attorney prepared healthcare forms. So to get the form, it's real easy. Just go to Google and put in California Advanced Healthcare Directive Form. And I put in 2020 uh, to get the newest one. So the form, here is the form, Advanced Healthcare Directive Form. It's seven pages. You can print it out or you can fill it out online. And you'll see the statutes at the top that the code references for healthcare powers under the probate code, the healthcare decisions area, and under the Uniform Healthcare Decisions Act. So between all of these references to these code sections is every kind of healthcare decision you could make for yourself that you are given giving uh, to your fiduciary, your attorney in fact, under this healthcare form. And here is language, uh, talking about all of the powers. So to fill out the form, designation of agent, I, and you'll put your name at the end, designate the following individual as my agent to make healthcare decisions for me. So let's say John Doe is married to Mary Doe. So he's appointing her as her first choice for healthcare fiduciary. So you just type it in, put her address in, and then if Mary can't act, who would you like? Maybe his brother. John Doe maybe wants Pete Doe. So if Mary Doe can't act, Pete could step up. If Pete cannot act, then he's named John's name Ted. Okay, then it says, my agent is authorized to make all health care decisions for me. 
including to decisions to provide, withhold, and withdraw artificial nutrition and hydration. So that would be in a hospice situation. And then it says, uh, when agent's authority becomes effective. So the default for the power to become effective under this form is when your primary physician determines that you are unable to make healthcare decisions for yourself. So if you're in the hospital, you need an operation, and you can't uh, uh, make a decision for yourself, uh, you would need your primary physician to state that you are unable to make decisions, unless you check this box. And that box makes the uh, uh, power effective immediately. Most clients check that box, almost all of them do. So here we have John and Mary Doe, they've been married together for 400 years. John's in the hospital, needs surgery, he can't answer. Uh, why make Mary track down the medical doctor, primary physician by a definition, uh, to state that he can't act for himself. So my clients usually check that box. So there are various provisions in here. This one is interesting, agents post post-death authority. My agent is authorized to donate my organs, tissues, and parts, authorize an autopsy and direct dispositions of my remains, except as I state here. Uh, maybe you don't want to have an autopsy. So they also have a provision for nomination of a conservator. So if somebody needs to be appointed uh, for me in court, you could name a conservator here, but that would make a, a require a proceeding in probate court. So you're not gonna need this if you've gone to see uh, your elder law attorney, like myself, and I've prepared a full plan for you. Uh, rarely is a conservator going to be needed. So here we have end of, uh, end of life decisions. So you have two choices here, um, prolonged life, or not to prolong life, choice to prolong life, A or B. Uh, do you want your uh, life not to be prolonged if you are in an incurable and irreversible condition? Most people will check that box. Very few people check the box that says choice to prolong life. So it says your choice would be, I want my life to be prolonged as long as possible within the limits of generally accepted healthcare standards. Most people, 99% of my clients will check uh, box A if, you know, if they're in an incurable, uh, irreversible condition like a coma, you're only being kept alive on machines, then the ethics committee at the hospital would decide they think it's advisable to have the plug pulled. So you're giving your attorney, in fact, on this form, authority to tell the ethics committee at the hospital uh, it's okay to pull the plug. Uh, relief from pain, except as uh, stated in the following space, I direct the treatment for alleviation of pain and discomfort provided at all times. Other wishes you can put in there. So upon death, I give my organs, if you check the box, I give my organs, tissues, and parts don't you love the terminology, uh, to be used for transplant, therapy, research, education. You can restrict that. 
so transplant uh, would be for someone else who needs your corneas, maybe. Uh, research and education, I think, would be like uh, medical school. So you can restrict that here. So I designate the following uh, physician as my primary physician. Most people will put in who their primary physician is. Uh, if that physician cannot act, I designate the following physician. So you can fill out all of this so that your loved ones uh, know who to contact. So a copy of this is effective as the original. So then you sign it. So print your name, Bob Smith, sign it, date, address. And so now you need uh, the choice of two witnesses or to make this effective or acknowledgement. So when my clients come to see me, I'm a notary and I will do the acknowledgement portion of this. If you don't see an attorney and you're just doing this with your friends, statement of witnesses, you have two witnesses. Here's the first witness, second witness, signatures and dates. At least one of the above witnesses must also sign the following. I declare that I am not related to this individual, etc. And uh, so one of the two witnesses signs this. And then finally, if you are in a skilled nursing facility, you will need the ombudsman there also to sign, uh, sign off on this portion of the form. And here's the notary acknowledgement. So that is it. So go on the website, find the website. It's easy to do, advanced healthcare, directive form, download the form, it's very easy, and then print it out, you can save it on your computer, and then you're set to go. So I am Walnut Creek, elderlaw.com. Thank you for watching, hit the subscribe button below. Uh, give my office a call if you would like. I have my contact information here someplace. Here it is. I'll share the screen with you again. So Michael J. Young, attorney at law. Here's my phone. 925-256-0298. If you want to email to me, it is lawyoung1 at gmail.com. And I thank you for watching. And I hope to see you at my Zoom webinar.